Amen. Amen. Good evening. Good morning. I'm figuring it out. It's good to see you. So I think, uh, J.D., take the monitor down, I think is what it is. So y'all doing good? Good. I'm doing good. It's a great day. Um, I just want to start by saying just welcome and happy Father's Day to you, to all of the fathers. And even if you are not a dad yet, even if you are not a physical father, uh, we talk about this on Father's Day and Mother's Day. It's, it's just as important and sometimes even more important for you to understand that God wants you to be a spiritual father. And uh, so we just, it doesn't matter where you're at in that. God has a plan for you, all, all the males, to be a father, to be a spiritual father. No matter how old you are, uh, he has a plan for you. And so no matter how you look at it, this message this morning talking about Father's Day is for all of us. And I just encourage you right now just to really engage uh, in this because I think you're going to see something this morning that touches you. And uh, I just want to tell you this before we get started, that... Um, you know, sometimes this thing called life and this thing called Christianity, we we it's almost like we feel like, you know, well, you know, Pastor Brian, he's getting along well and he knows how to go and be a good Christian, but I'm not sure I can do that, you know. I don't know that I can do it that way. I don't have that patience. I don't have that whatever. You don't have whatever. And, and you know, the devil, he, he's more than happy to highlight what you don't have, right? Everybody ever experienced that? He's more than happy to highlight what you don't have. But Jesus is more, to ha more than happy to highlight what you don't need because you've got him. Like, he doesn't care where you're at. He just says, take me by the hand, what Nicole just said, give me all of you, and I will make the rest of it full. I'll, I'll make the rest of it. You know, well, you may be coming in at 1% supply, but he's still going to make it 100%. Maybe you're coming in at 20% supply. He's still going to make it 100%. All you have to do is just hand him your heart, hand him your life, and he will make the difference. He will bring you up to full. And what I want to tell you this morning personally and individually is this, is that I believe in you. I believe in you. That you and Christ in obedience, you and Christ in obedience, can do all things that he's asked you to do. His plans for you are so great. His plans for you are out of this world. And it doesn't matter where you're at right now. What matters is where he's at. He is risen. He is at the right hand of a loving father. And if you just hand yourself to him, you'd be amazed at what the things you can do. And so I encourage you this morning, no matter where you're at, no matter how much you felt beat up, no matter how much you felt like you're not worthy, no matter how much you feel like you just don't measure up to everybody else in Christianity, I don't know that I can live that life. With Christ, you can. With him, all things are possible. He believes in you. I believe in you. Now, you just put on, uh, you put on 
your life to Christ, you just put it on like you believe in you and start grabbing a hold of that and saying, you know what? I might not be bringing it all to the table, but Christ did. And thank goodness, I don't have to bring everything, every talent. I don't have to bring every ability. I just have to give them what I have. And if I'll give him what I have, he'll match me. He'll go way beyond uh, what I bring to the table. He'll bring so much more. And that's the beauty about God. That's the beauty about our Father. And we'll look at that some more today. But I just wanted to say that to you personally. It's really what I felt like the Holy Spirit wanted me to express to you. And I hope that you take that individually. So let's just turn to uh, John 3.16. Anybody ever heard that verse before it's so this morning we're going to talk about you know being father's day three things that a good father does and this is not you know this is not like groundbreaking revelation unless you allow it to break the ground of your heart and then it'll shake your world because it's his love it can be groundbreaking for you if you accept him as this father and then you will apply these things in your life as well there's three three things that a good father does number one is a good father gives life number two a good father gives identity and number three a good father gives an inheritance so even in the physical, even uh, you know your physical fathers, the first thing that they do is they give the gift of life. They bring life. They bring life to that baby, you know. And and you know that may sound like well yeah Brian that's what happens, <laughs> but you know you wouldn't be here if you hadn't been given it, you know. And we have something to be thankful for. You're alive. God rejoices over you. He sings praises over you. It's who he is. He really is a good, good father. He loves you. And it's something to be uh, praiseworthy in your life. And your physical father, you know, the word says that we should honor our father and mother. Did you notice that it never said honor your uh, father and mother when they're good? There was no condition on it. It just said honor them well i got a jerk for a father uh god didn't care he just said honor them that doesn't mean that if they're they're mean and nasty that doesn't mean that he told you to go hang out with them all the time but what you do is you just open up your heart you say lord how can i honor them and then you'd be ready to go do just that this is this is what honoring your father and mother is all about you know, it, but it does, he never said when they treated you right, when they taught you right, when they raised you right, when they left you good things. They never said that. God just said, honor them. Yeah. And why does he tell us? Because without, here's the thing, without them, you wouldn't be here. You, you should look at it and say, you know, I owe them some thanks. I owe my father some thanks. I owe my mother some thanks. Just for being here. Whether they're good or not, you have life. Another thing that a good father does in the physical is he gives identity. Every single one of us has an identity. Now, here's the thing. It might not be a good identity. It might not be a great identity. 
But a good father will give a good identity. And maybe your, your father did that well or, or didn't do that so well. But regardless, what we're talking about is not just what's happened to you up to this point. We're talking about honoring our father and mother. And we're also talking about how we can be better in, in the future. So men, you want to give to your children a good identity. In other words, your name, he says your reputation is important in the world. Your name and the things that you do, what you pass down to your kids, that identity, who they are, it's going to be connected to you. I know um, there's certain things in my family and, and things that, that kind of got passed down through generations. There's specific things that weren't so great, you know. I, I have a great father, but he still had some issues. And you know what? I got old, old enough to be an adult, and guess what? I had some of those issues too. But I had to say, you know what? This issue's stopping right here. It's not going on anymore because I want to pass to my son and my daughters a good identity. I want, I want people to, I want them to be able to walk through town and somebody say, hey, that's Brian Wright's son. And they're like, oh, well, he must have, some, you know, he must be all right. You know, that I want to pass on to him a good identity. And that's one of the things a good father does. So in other words, that means, is that, is that something that does my son have a good identity from me by his doing or is it my doing? It's my doing. It's what I do. It's my character. It's what I do uh, in, when people don't see me. It's what I do when people see me. It's who I am all the time. That I produce a character that leaves a good identity for my children. Number three is a good father gives an inheritance. The Bible puts it this way. He says uh, uh, a man should leave an inheritance to his children's children. So not just should he leave it to his immediate children, but there should be enough there that he leaves it to his children's children. Well, that means that I'm, and it's, we're not just talking about a physical inheritance, although that is included, but we're saying that we've got some stuff that's strong enough to be passed down two generations. In other words, this is not weak stuff. This is inheritance, a spiritual inheritance, a financial inheritance, a wisdom inheritance, that this stuff will go down two generations and help them. This is what a good father does. It's what a good father does. This is who we have in God. See, here's the thing about a physical father. If, if we really want to be a good father, then the way that we're going to get there and the way that we're going to be that is we're going to connect to our father and learn from him. That's the best way. And so let's just look at this. In John 3, 16, a, a good father gives life. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You notice all three of these things that the father does is giving. That's what a good father does. He gives. And I'm telling you, in God, we got the best father because he loves to give. He loves to give to you. He loves to give to you. 
You know, one of the things that we've been talking about a whole lot is how the church, you know, a lot of times in religion will say, well, you've been so bad, God's not going to do anything for you. And we, and we almost have enjoyed preaching that. Uh, Daniel sent me a text yesterday of a, of a church that was saying just that about somebody in the world that was doing the wrong things. And it's like we picked that up. There's something about this corrupted flesh that wants us to tell everybody else how bad they, they're doing. And then it wants to carry how bad I've been doing, you know, and it's, and we always are weighted down. That's the corruption. That's the curse. That's not what Jesus came to, to bring. He came to give. Your father loves to give to you. And no matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what you just did this morning, he still, believe it or not, he wants to give to you. It's who he is. It doesn't mean you just made him happy, but you're not going to change his love for you. You're not going to change his heart to give to you. He's a good father, and he loves to give to you. He loves it. And when we start getting a hold of just how much he wants to give to us, all of a sudden our whole mindset towards him changes. All of a sudden we start walking in different ways. We start acting in different ways. Because i got a daddy who loves me. Have you ever seen somebody out in the world and they didn't have a good, a good physical father versus somebody who does have a good physical father? You know, somebody who doesn't have a good physical father, I mean, they just, they almost, they got no hope. They, they're going through life. They're just like kind of beat down by the time they get into their teenage years. And they're just, you know, beat up. They don't have any hope for the future. But what about the guy who, whose father is a good, a good father? He's he's got he's got some stuff. He 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 makes good money. He he talks to his kids. He believes in his kid. Does that kid have any issues most of the time outside of you know working through selfishness stuff? Does he have any problem believing that good things are coming his way? No, he's walking around like man, this is gonna be a great day. What let's see what we can go do. You know he's excited. He's hopeful. You see, this is the exact picture that a lot of religion has done to people is it's put on, man, you got no hope because you're just such a bad person. That's, that's what the devil does. But it says in Romans 8, 1, that there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There's no pressure. There's, there's no, you stink, you know, coming from the Father. It's just, hey, you might need to work on something, but I love you. You're going to make this. You can do this. And, and so we as Christians, instead of walking like, oh, please don't hurt me, Father God, we, gotta, we sh should be walking around going, man, I got a daddy who loves me. Can I tell you about him? You, you'd be amazed at how good he is. Can I tell you about him? See, this is the total uh, change for a lot of our mindset. But we've got to see... Father God as who he really is. And here's how much he loved you. He loved you so much, he took his own son and said, I'm giving them to you. That's a lot of love. That's a lot of giving. You know, we can almost, we can't even imagine that level of giving almost. And yet, Father God did that for you. It's amazing. And then in Romans 8.32, it says, if he would give you... Let's just turn there. Romans 8.32. Romans 
Because this is amazing. If he would give us Jesus, what else would he give us? Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? In other words, if he gave us Jesus, how in the world will he withhold anything else from you? My goodness, Jesus was his most prized possession. If he gave you that, what is he going to hold back from you? Nothing. That's the point. Nothing. He's a giver. He loves you. And the first thing he gives you is life. But we're not just talking about life as we know it. We're talking about a kind of life that your spirit has to grab a hold of because it goes beyond your thinking. He says, I want, I want to give you more than you ask or think. More than you can imagine. This is the kind of life that he wants to give you because he looks at you and says, that's my boy. That's my girl. He, he looks at you and says, you're awesome. I love you. You know? And, and a lot of times we're like, well, but I messed up the other day. And he says, I know. That doesn't change my love for you. Doesn't mean you should keep on doing it. Let me help you, and I'll show you how not to do that anymore. But I love you. That's his attitude towards us. You start hearing things like that. You start seeing those things in the Word. You start walking different. You start, hey, I, I'm somebody in my dad's eyes. He's given me life. This eternal life that he gave us, it's, it's an intimacy with him. It's uh, John 17, 3 says, This is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you sent. This is an intimate fellowship with God. In other words, a lot of times we're sitting back like, you know, like Adam and Eve, like, oh, I, I sinned. I sinned, Lord. Oh, oh look at that. Oh, I sinned. Is he going to get me or not? You know, is he going to no. know? You know, and God's like, would you come out from there? I've already paid the price. Come on. Get out from behind the trees. Start, stop hiding behind that mess. I paid to know you. To be a part in your life. I paid for your life to be overflowing. He's saying, I just, you know, when he said eternal life, he was saying, I want to just be so involved in your life. I want to come to your ball games. I want, I want to watch you when, you when you laugh. I want to be there when you cry. I want to be there all the time because I love you. Life overflowing. A good father gives life. He, he wraps it up in John 10, 10 says, saying it this way. He says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And the way that he said this actually in the original language in the Greek, it said, I came that they might have life to the full till it overflows. In other words, we're not just talking about life. We're talking about a life that you can't even capture it all. It's so much, it's overflowing. A good father gives life, and you have a good, good father in God. A good father gives identity. In Romans chapter 8, uh, verse 14 and 15, 
It says, for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. That in, in our language today, this is what that would say. We have received something from God that should prompt us to go, Daddy, Daddy. That's the way that, that reads in the original text. There's something that he's poured out that so much should be a part of us that out of the deepest parts of who we are, we go, Daddy, Daddy, because he's adopted us. Right. John 17, 20. He's given us an identity. Can, you know, he says, I no longer, I, I don't want to leave you as orphans. He tells us, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But have you ever thought about an orphan and the way that they view life? A lot of them, a lot of orphans, they don't know who their daddy is. They don't know where they come from. They don't know where they're going. They don't have any identity. You know, and a lot of people, I think today even more than anything, they may know who their father is, but they still feel like an orphan. And if that's you, and even if it's not you, let me just give you the great news. You've got a dad who will adopt you like you were always his own. Like you were always his own. And it's so strong, his love for you is so strong that out of the innermost being of who you are, you can go, Daddy, Daddy, and it's right. It's not put on. It's right. He says, I don't want to leave you as orphans. I want to give you an identity. And here's your identity. You're a child of the Most High God. It's who you are. You know, I, I, I'm, my dad's name is Roger, and, and I am Roger Wright's son. And, and I'm, I'm so happy to be able to say that. But let me tell you something. I think he, he knows this because he raised me this way, and I think he's happy to say it. I'm, I'm really a lot more excited to be the son of God. I'm that, you know, I mean, my dad is awesome and he was great and he raised me to love Jesus and he taught me some stuff that a lot of kids that I noticed even growing up, they didn't, other people didn't know about Jesus. Other people didn't know about God. He had some problems. He had some stuff. I do too, you know, but it, he was a great dad. But here's the thing. My dad, he still had limitations on him. Stuff that a corrupted flesh held back. But here's the thing about your father God. There's no limitations to him. And when it comes to identity, my father would want me to say, I identify with Christ. I identify with my daddy in heaven over him. Because my identification with my dad, Roger, is always going to be limited compared to my identification with Father God. Because my Father God, he's something else. Oh, man. Could I introduce, you know, have you ever been, uh, if you had a good dad, or maybe, maybe you didn't have a good dad, but you had a good family member, a really good friend, and then all of a sudden you get into a crowd, and, and that person's with you, your dad or your friend, and, and, and uh, it's just like, hey, have you met, have you met 
my dad? Have you met my friend? Right? It's like I, you just want people to meet that person that meant so much to you. I want to introduce you today to Father God because he's awesome and he loves you so much, so much so that he sent Jesus to die for you. He loves you so much he's always giving because he is a good, good father. We should be walking around, man, you've got to meet my dad. You see, if we're not walking around in that way, really, with this all the way just exploding out of us, you've got to meet my father. He's so good. If we don't have it, there's a peace. If we're not walking around like that, there's something we're missing. There's something that God's poured out that we haven't been operating in. And I say that so that not so that you'll be like, man, I'm, uh, I've got to get better. No, 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 no. I say that so that you can say, man, you can wake up to this fact. There's more to God than what I've seen. There's, there's even better than what I've been experiencing. You mean he's that good? Oh, yeah, and he's given you his identity and said, you're my son. You're my son. You're my daughter. You're my child. You have the identity of God in you if you'll have it. You have the identity and the spiritual DNA of God himself. You were made in his image. He's just waiting for you to say, all right, Lord, I accept that. It says this, and this is how he, uh, I just, here's your identity in John 17, 20. Jesus says, I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but for those also who will believe in me through their word. See, to take on the identity of God himself, all you got to do is believe on Jesus. You believe on Jesus instantly. You are adopted and you, his identity becomes yours. His life becomes yours. Jesus said it this way. He said, these that believe on me through their word, that they all may be one. It's talking about unity, unified. Even as you, Father, are in me and I in you. Now look, do you think that Jesus and God are like separate from each other? Or are they one? And what he says is, Lord, these that will believe on me, the whole purpose is so that they will be one with us like you and I are one. Man, that's identity. He says, you can come be one with me. Well, how many times have we been sitting back over here like, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. And God's been saying, come on, come with me. You're my boy, you're my girl, come on. You're one with me. This is identity. That they all may be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent me. Verse 22 says, the glory, think about this now. What kind of glory does God walk in? What kind of glory, power, glory of God, the presence, the essence of God does Jesus walk in? The glory which you have given me, I have given to them that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, 
that they may be perfected in unity so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you have loved me. God's got an identity for you. And let me tell you, it's an awesome identity. He loves you so much. A good father gives an inheritance. That scripture we read a while ago in Romans uh, chapter 8 that talked about adoption of sons. If you go to verse 16, it continues and says, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. See, as soon as you're born again, the Holy Spirit starts witnessing to you. He starts telling you about your identity. He starts telling you, you're my son. You're my child. Have you, have you ever seen somebody more excited about God than somebody that just got born again or filled with the Spirit? You know why? Because the Holy Spirit goes to work inside of them going, you're my son. You're my daughter. You're my child. You're mine. You're my, you're my family. You're my family. See, a lot of times we walk through life, and what we do is we, we stop listening to that as much, and that's where the excitement goes. But we need to put that back on. We need to revisit what he said about us. Man, I'm, I'm his son. I'm his daughter. I'm his child. And then he says this. He said, the Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children... Heirs also. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. If, we ind if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. In other words, what he's saying is this. He's saying, do you know that there's a scripture where, God, where Jesus says, Father, you have given all things into my hands. So how many things does Jesus have? All, right? And right there in that verse it says, you are fellow heirs with Christ. That means how many things are in your hands? All. You have an inheritance, and a good father gives an inheritance. In Ephesians 1.3 it says, Blessed be the God, our Father, and our, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. You go on down uh, to verse 11, and it says this, we Also, we have in, obtained an inheritance, an inheritance having been predestined according to the purpose, according to his purpose who works all things after the counsel of his will. You have an inheritance in God. You know, he didn't just say, well, you can claim my name now and see you later. You know, it was nice meeting you, you know, my, my son, my daughter. He doesn't just say, it was nice meeting you. I'm so glad that you're my son or daughter and, and well, have a good one. No, he came to have intimacy. He came to bring you the fullness of his identity. And he came to bring you stuff. He wants to give you of his things. Now, not just physical things, but spiritual things as well. Over in 3 John, verse 2, it says, Beloved, above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health. These are physical things. Even as your soul 
prospers. In other words, he came to bring you an inheritance. And we already know the kind of way that he brings an inheritance because he told us how to do it. He said, if I'm going to bring you an inheritance, I'm going to bring you one that you can pass down from generation to generation. And it will be strong enough to give them a head start, to give them a jump start in life, to give them a foundation and the stuff that they need. Now, we're talking about not just a puny thing. We're talking about an inheritance. That's the thing that God wants to pass down to you. It's not all physical. It's not all financial. But it's, it's just the fullness. It's everything that you will ever need or desire. That's the way he talks. He says it like this. And let me just pray this over you right now in Ephesians 18. Talking about Ephesians 1.18. He's talking about your inheritance. And he says this. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe. These are in accordance, this inheritance is in accordance with the working of the strength of his might which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, not only in this world, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who feels all in all. He says, I got an inheritance for you. And it goes beyond what you can even ask or think. It's not just greatness, it's surpassing greatness. It's not just an inheritance, it's an amazing inheritance. A good father gives life, a good father gives identity, and a good father gives an inheritance. And your father that loves you so much has given you all of that. So the question is, will you walk in it? And maybe you've never had it before. But the question is, will you walk in it now? You know, I, we were watching the video on Wednesday. And highly recommend you come on Wednesday of this week too. It's going to be powerful. But here's the thing. We were watching that. And, and this lady's sitting there. She's sitting on the park bench. And the guys come up and they ask, does she need healing in something? And her shoulder had been bothering her, right? And so they started praying. And her pain level was at like, uh, you know, eight or nine or something like that. And right there, what was happening? The inheritance that was that lady's started getting poured out in the world. And her pain level went to five. And then her pain level went to one. And then her pain level went to zero. What did she receive? She had just received the fullness of life and a piece of her inheritance, which was the healing of God. And then they talked to, talked to her and said, would you like for him to be your daddy, to be your father? And she said, who wouldn't want that? See, when we truly know how good our father is and who he is and that he's not sitting there with a lightning bolt ready to strike us down, he doesn't have a big ruler from the teacher's desk in heaven ready to pop your hand as soon as you... But he's sitting there going, man, I just want to pour out my love on you. 
and we start to realize that, we go, who wouldn't want that? This is the effect that people ought to have from the way that we're walking. And fathers, I just, I charge you right now. You want to teach your children these things. Not just your life, not just your identity, and not just your inheritance. But the strongest thing that you can give to them is the life of God. The identity of God. And the inheritance of God. That takes effort. It takes purpose. It takes you walking in character, walking in faith, and walking in love. But I'm telling you, it's worth it. Because when you can help your kids be established in that, all oh, the things that they can do through the love of our Father, the Lord. So right now, I just invite you. I just invite you to come to know your Father, God, better than you ever have before. Right now, there's a good daddy that loves you. And all you got to do is just accept Christ. Make him the Lord of your life. Let him be the director. And I'm telling you, when you start to know how good he is, here's what happens. You start to realize he's not going to tell me anything that's bad for me. He loves me that much. He's not going to tell me. He's not going to lead me one way that's going to hurt me because he is a good father. So right now, I invite you. All you have to do is just make Jesus the Lord of your life. And you become a child of God. He give, he'll give you life. He'll give you his identity, his name. And he already has an inheritance lined up. And it's awesome. So I just ask you to bow your heads. And, you know, you may have, you may have become one of his children before, but maybe today's uh, needs to be a new day for you. Maybe you've never met him. But I just encourage every person that's hearing this, just pray this prayer and just accept him and become one of his children. So just, just you can repeat after me, but don't just say the words. Let these words be said, but let your heart connect to them and let them come out of your heart. And just say, Daddy, today I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. He's the Lord of my life. He's the director. And say it with me. He's the director. He makes the choices. And they're always good. Because He loves me. And I believe that God brought Him to the earth to die for me out of his love. And with my sins on him, he died. And I believe that the Father brought him back to life. And with Jesus, he raised me up too. And now I have a new identity. I'm a new creation. I have new life and a new inheritance. Today, God is my Father. 
Lord, I receive you as my daddy who loves me so much. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to help me, to strengthen me, to lead me, and to fill me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have you prayed that prayer today and today meant something to you? Just as you're going out, just let me know. Tell me about it. I want to hear about it. Let me know that today that prayer meant something to me. It's important that you tell somebody about that. I just wish you happy Father's Day. And fathers, I just pray right now that you would be strengthened with all might to be the fathers that God called you to be. Not only to physically give life, identity, and an inheritance to your children, but also spiritually to lead them to the life, identity, and inheritance of God the best that you can. Lord, I pray wisdom and maturity and favor be on every father and future father in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. If you didn't take pictures, go take some pictures. Make sure that you get, get over there and get some pictures made. Have a great one. We love you. Thanks for being here.